0: Have you wondered if having a mentor or coach would help you further your business, someone you can ask questions and get advice from? I know I needed someone when I first started, and I'm so excited to offer one-on-one mentoring to you. To find out all the details and how we can work together to give you a profitable and sustainable photography business, you can check the show notes or head to my website, brookejefferson.com. Welcome to the Frame Your Way Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Jefferson. I'm a wife, mama to two, and full-time photographer and business coach. I created this podcast with the aspiring photographer in mind to bring you inspiring stories, strategies to help you go from zero to multiple figures, and tips and tricks to help you get one step closer to work-life harmony. Are you ready to frame your way to your dream career? Let's dive in. Well, hey, Haley, I am super excited that you are finally on the show. I say finally because I feel like this has been a year in the making, but it doesn't matter because you're here. Will you take two seconds to introduce yourself?
1: Um, Hi, I am Haley Faria, um, and I am a photographer now living in North Carolina and been doing it since 2012.
0: Love it. Well, one of my favorite questions to ask every photographer that comes on the show is how did it all start for you? Were you the kid that dragged camera around your whole life or did you stumble upon it during motherhood or college or, you know, were you an accidental photographer? I'd love if you'd walk us through a little of your story.
1: Sure. So um, I really started photography in high school. I was the historian during, um, during my high school years. So I took pictures of like all of our events. And I would make like scrapbooks for the class and and whatnot. So that kind of just developed my like love for just photography. I really, I didn't learn film, even though I shot with like the 35 millimeter, but it never, um, I never learned how to develop it. So that's, I wish I would have done. But when you walked into my room in high school, like all the walls were filled by four by sixes. There was like no white space and i joke about this with my mom because i'm like how did you not know that i wasn't going to be a photographer like that's all i did was develop at walgreens or cbs like every week um so then i got married at 19 and then took pictures of course with my son um throughout that time but it really started when i didn't get rehired as a pharmacy technician that had been with target pharmacy for about four years and then I took time off to have my daughter, and then when I tried to go back, they wouldn't restart me at my pay that I had earned for those years. They wanted to start me back over at the beginning, and I'm I was like, uh, no. <laughs> so my friend are like, well, let's start sewing. This was in 2012. This is kind of when Etsy kind of came into um, the scene. So we started making Marine Corps tutus, like um, well, and beanies and all that. But we made this one signature tutu that was like the Marine Corps dress blues with the red stripes the blood stripe down the side and we took the EGA and put it on the belt and it was a big hit on Etsy so we had to take pictures of our kids and the tutus and beanies and then being just in the military community in San Diego people started asking like well who's taking the pictures you know like you know who's who's doing that and I'm just we're just like, no, 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 no. Like just buy the tutu, don't worry about, you know, the man behind the mask, <laughs> you know, just um, buy that. But it ended up, like migrating into, okay, let's start taking pictures. We're getting asked. So my friend started styling um, and then I was doing the pictures and then that took off in 2013. And then I moved to Hawaii and my friend was supposed to be moving to Hawaii as well, but she stayed back to finish her degree and they got orders to 29 Palms. So we ended up splitting that relationship, and um, I think she continued on with her education, and then I went on full-time, really, when I hit Hawaii in 2013.
0: Wow, I didn't even know that you were a pharmacy tech. Like, how do I not know this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was (laughs) pro-college. Like, that's all my mom taught me. College, 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 college. So I was going to college, Working as a pharmacy technician, raising kids, a military spouse, like this is what I was going to do. Um, so being a creative with, I have, I, I went to college for nine years, still no degree, because we moved every two and a half, three years, and it just wasn't feasible to get that degree in on campus. And I loved going on campus versus online. So yeah, yeah all this college and-
0: Right. That's amazing. Well, I'm just always fascinated by hearing people's journeys because obviously we all start somewhere, but where we thought we were going to go is never the place we end up, which is something I do remember having that conversation um, at your workshop last May. We, you know, we're sitting in the burger joint or wherever we were, and we all were talking about the journey and how nothing you ever think turns out the way that you originally planned, which I think is the beautiful
1: part of life, you know? Yeah. And I think God gives us like that insight or that creative ability. Like I had it in high school. I had, I knew what I wanted, but I never, you know what I mean? It was never capitalized on it. It was never looked at like, that's what you're going to do as a career. So, but that's how I look at my children because as much as I do want them to go to college, have a doctorate degree or whatever, you know, these high hopes, I'm looking at what their talents are because that is what God has gifted them. Not what I have gifted them, you know, or making them become. So my son is like into making DJ beats. Um, My daughter loves doing hair and neither one of those really require, you know, a master's degree, but I am going to let them pursue whatever God has created them to be, you know?
0: I love that reminder. And that just that's super inspiring, especially for all the moms that listen. I know there's a bunch of us who are trying to juggle the photography business, the motherhood, the wife, all the things. So that is such a good reminder to just see the gold in our kids, regardless if it's what we want for them. Cause again, you and I both know at this point that money is not everything. So what I really want to talk about today and what I see you being an expert in is the way you style your clients and the way that you even do the creative shoots. Like you inspire me to just search within myself and like pull my imagination back to when I was a child and to turn it on and to just start dreaming up these sessions. So I'd love to dive into a couple of things. Number one I think the biggest thing I took away from you and I attended a, the first workshop I've ever seen you in, which was when we did the Oklahoma photography summit, your talk that day, you really inspired us to do a shoot every month for ourselves. So I would love for you to talk on that and then we can get into the actual styling and how we go about actually bringing our shoots and elevating it through wardrobe.
1: Right. So doing a creative shoot every month, um, is so essential to one your i think your mental health as a photographer because you get to be creative and with really no boundaries right if you've got the model in place that is agreed to coordinate with you with wardrobe and location and time or whatever and ideas and you share that with them um so they understand like where you're coming from you know and i i don't know i just think that like that has completely transitioned or my whole career Mm -hmm. is gone Because if I look, like, on Pinterest sometimes or just look at my top saved images, they are ones that I have done fully, like, creatively by myself, no boundaries. So I learned from that over the course of these, like, six years or seven years, you know, to do those because they, one, they they define you. I feel like they really um, hone in on your creativity. And like you said, it makes you think harder. Um, You know, so I think just doing those... Well, you'll start to really to define like who you are because you'll start seeing a repetition and these like every month you'll start seeing like, I really love doing that. I really love shooting like that. when I don't have, um, you know, stipulations on, you know, on how to shoot or where to shoot or expectations from a paid client. So then you'll really start realizing like, that's what I like. I'm going to start doing that every time. So, you know, I think it was like 2015. I think I told myself, I wish that I could get paid to do whatever I wanted to do during a session, <laughs> you know, and, and I feel like I've kind of reached that point where I can kind of share an idea with a client, um, that I really, really want to do. And yeah, I may be risking it cause it may or may not work out, but, but I've gotten to that point only because I've done those shoots for myself once or twice a month for years, you know, and I've created that reputation that I can be trusted with a creative vision.
0: I love that. And you have so many that I've seen, but when you think of a creative shoot that you've done either recently or in the past, what's one of them that comes to mind or one of your favorite ones that you created and then kind of why?
1: So <laughs> freaking <laughs> many. Um, you know, I really, really loved kind of recently. Well, not now my mind's rolling. So the roller skating one in Oklahoma was hands down one of my most favorite. And I think because I love that era and being able to see it kind of come to life and thinking that I was there, it was so nostalgic and it helped that fog rolled in that morning. (laughs) It helped that we had this old car. We helped, helped that we had this amazing couple, but I don't know, there was just something I felt like I was in the presence of the 1970s. Like it was it was so cool to create that, you know, um, that was a favorite and the captain fantastic one recently was a favorite. Um, seeing that like come to life was absolutely incredible. Um, and then of course, just even sessions that are not overly stylized like that. Like, um, the one maternity shoot that I really love, the black and white picture, him lifting up her shirt. Like those are what's printed on my wall. Like those are my absolute favorites. Um, and I actually forgot the beginning of your question? What
0: was your question? That's okay. No, you're talking <laughs> so I the very when I asked you what your favorite creative shoot was, the rollerblade was the first image that came to my mind. So that's really? just incredible. Yes. So when I asked that question, all I could see was her wearing the rollerblades. And I was like, please say that one. Please wait, one. which
1: one? The the one in the killer queen dress or the couple?
0: Okay, well both of them, but the that killer queen dress is the one that came to my mind first. Oh, okay. It's like okay. burned in my mind. Like that, <laughs> that that's what I mean by when I think of photographers that inspire me and just honestly make me want to be better, your images every time are on that list because you just go above and beyond. Like you go you're more than just someone who knows how to work a camera and edit you are someone that tells a story every single time. And I think that's huge.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, to bring back to the the roller skating rink when you're talking about that was, again, just this, I've never shot in a roller skating rink. Um, I searched for different ones like on Instagram and went to this one. The lighting was indoor lighting, which, you know, sucked. But again, asking I take that back. I did call the roller rink and asked, when do they close? And can I have the roller rink for an hour after they close? I had to pay for that hour. And then since um, I hired the space, they did like switch on and off different kinds of lights. So we sat there and we waited, like he switched on one to see like these lights light up or these lights. So they really did help me. um, But I was able to kind of find lights that were um, really shined on her and the disco ball and created at least it wasn't gonna be too, too hard to edit, you know? Um, still had the ambiance lighting, but that was re- that was regarding, yes, that's true. So that goes into um, what I talk about in my styling course, like collaborating, that and that that also means like finding locations and like, hey, can I just rent that out for like an hour? You'd be surprised. I got roll a roller rink an hour after closing time. I mean, <laughs> you know, they didn't know who I was. I just called an asked, and it was like 50 bucks for the hour. So.
0: That's amazing. And I'm starting to really love collaborations. We had Naomi on and she talked about how to approach, you know, certain businesses for that. And I I love listening to everyone's take on it because everyone does things differently. Some people just go out and ask, people actually teach you to offer something and then ask and, and, you know, but at the end of the day, a lot of us just aren't asking. And the answer is no every
1: time. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Like you have to ask, like, um, and I try not to, I, I try to be like courteous, like if it's like private property or something like that, I'm not really going to go bang up on doors, <laughs> but if like, for example, there is a place over here, I really want to shoot in North Carolina and it was attached to a school, a preschool. And, and I went and talked to the director and I'm like, this might be really, really weird, but I really want to use your property. And they're like, you can just not during school hours. So again, like, you know, it's asking, it's just asking. And yeah. I
0: got it. she so. it's a huge part of it for sure okay so to go back to the other portion that I asked you um I definitely want you to jump into styling and why it's so important for us to learn And and here's what I mean like when I first started I didn't take control of anyone's outfit I didn't know I was more concerned about being you know like treating them well and hoping pictures turned out good. And like styling was the least of my concerns also because I charged like next to nothing. And so now that I've built up this clientele, and now I have a presence, now people know me, all that stuff. I feel like now I could definitely branch out more and be more creative and, you know, start styling people. And I have, I've taken way more of a lead on their styling. I now finally bought out a client closet, all the things. But I really want everyone to hear why styling is such a key component to a session because I truly think that it holds a lot of weight in a session. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, For sure it does. But I do—I did kind of have like this um, step back a few months ago when I got sent a couple messages and was like, I'm not going to take on clients if they're not going to let me dress them. And I do kind of want to preface this whole conversation with like, I do have some clients who don't want me to style them and that's perfectly fine because it's, it's my number one job to photograph them who they are. Okay. But on the flip side, because I have done those creative sessions and have showed my styling techniques, um, I do have a lot of clients who are like, I will wear anything you say. (laughs) So I do love (laughs) when I get those for sure. Um, but don't turn away clients if they won't let you style them. Like that's, I just want to say that. So, but styling does help tell the complete story because your wardrobe doesn't want to match your location, right? So I kind of make sure my clients are aware of that. So in, in like the styling course, I talk about how I can show them how your wardrobe is going to go with your location and the mood that I think we're going to create. Um, and I put that all together so they can understand my vision clearly. I think that's important if your client understands where you're coming from. Um, and, and sees it clearly through your photographs. So it'll be hard if like, if you're sharing a vision that doesn't match like how you photograph. So definitely keep those two styles together. Um, if you're wanting to style something creatively on a commission client, but you've never done anything like that, try to do it on a non-commissioned client first, um, and then you can kind of show your clients later. But styling is definitely part of a photo shoot, 100%.
0: Yes. So I'm glad that you obviously gave the preface of we can't just pick and choose, you know, I mean, you can, whatever, if that's what you want to do for me, I don't. But what I am learning is if you, if you'll educate your clients, especially the ones that come to you about, Hey, you know, can I style you or can I give you a style board, something to go off of, to help you dress better or to, to rent clothes out of my client closet then, you know, like I want that to be an option. So I think one of my technical questions for you is what's one way that we can have that conversation to let people know it's even an option to be styled.
1: Um, so when you book me, mine says it breaks down how the steps of our session will go. Like you'll book me, um, we'll pick the date. Um, we will, talk about your story, we'll pick your location. I mean, pick your wardrobe and then like pick a location or those two can kind of be flip-flopped. If they already had a location in mind, then we need to pick wardrobe with location. But that is upon booking. So they already know before they even spend a penny that I'm going to help them with wardrobe. And I generally don't even do that till about 30 days out. And the reason why when I live now in like a seasonal change of place and Hawaii, it was the same wardrobe all year. But here, you know, I want to make sure that we're not having crazy weather, you know? So I definitely do wardrobe styling 30 days prior. Um, and again, it's all about that education, um, educating them prior to booking that that's included. Um, and then just kind of reminding when they book that you're going to help them style X, Y, and Z, like this date or, you know, this time timeframe, um, if you have that time.
0: Perfect. Yep. That's awesome. So that's currently what I do, but I know for someone that maybe has never offered it. It's always one of the first questions. I know it was one of the first questions I had for you, you know, was how do you even go about styling people? You know, when do you mention it and how do you talk about it? And I think one thing too, that really will help with styling, like you said, do it on a non-commissioned client first and get a creative shoot so people can see what you're capable of. And I know that you had mentioned before that you didn't like, you weren't just born as this fashionista, fashion blogger, and just knew how to pull it all together. So how did you learn how to style your clients?
1: Um, I hired stylists for the first few years of my career. Um, I partnered with the one in San Diego, and then I had one for a couple years in Hawaii. And they really opened up my eyes to styling. Um, And they weren't like, you know, their names, Autumn Negron stylist. It was um, just a rabbit trail of finding a person to work with that was creatively just brilliant. Um, and I, again, I talk about it actually in the styling course too, that you never know who could be creative. It could be your neighbor. It could be that stay at home mom next door. That's like, Oh my gosh, I have all these visions, you know, and someone that could really, really help you with. I found autumn in Hawaii because I put a feeler out there on Facebook. Like I need a stylist. And I think when everybody thinks stylist, they think hair and makeup artist. Um, I think that's the natural, like somehow our brains think that, so I got a, a, um, a response and it was for a hair and makeup artist and her name was Michelle. And she's like, but I have this really great friend that is a stylist or is really good at putting stuff together. And I was like, sure, sure. Yeah, we'll try it out. So we did a few shoots with them. Um, and there's one called the Depression Era Christmas. That was like the first one with me. And it like blew my mind. I'm like, that's it. Like, that's what I want. I, I have visions, but sometimes it's hard for them to come to life. Like, I know that I want like this kind of like window front anthropology lookalike, <laughs> you know, I want something like that, but I don't know how to do it or I or I didn't when I first started. So just finding people who think differently than you, I really can create that collaboration. Yeah,
0: that's, that's awesome. And it's always helpful. That's one thing I've done differently in my business in the last six months was reaching out to people who I know are creative. And one, one thing too, is I'm really about community, especially when it comes to shopping, small local businesses, that kind of thing. So if I can find someone local to me that has a talent, then I'm going to, again, ask, you know, to do the collaboration. And I used someone to, to help me bring my vision to life for my Christmas minis. And that was the most successful thing I've ever done ever. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think utilizing, creativity in different ways and not just the hair and makeup stylist for sure is definitely a good route to go. I would love for you to kind of talk about your styling course, how you came up with the idea for it, and then what someone can expect if they were to purchase your styling course.
1: Awesome. I do I just want to tap on that subject real quick though, but it, how I explain styling too is if you look at the end of a movie, look at, you know, the credits. like, look how many people it took to make the movie like that should be the same idea as whenever you do if you want to do like some bang out amazing session like it generally it's not just going to be just you it's going to be a plethora of people so just keep that in mind when you fall in love with the movie it's not just the director or the screenwriter it is all those people <laughs> that made it come to life um so the styling course it breaks down the beginning of my career and how when I started in 2012 um how I started with the collaboration and um and really did learn how to work with others and learn from others, um, from the hair and makeup artist to the the, like stylist for the clothing. And then also like someone who pages of style, she created um, like online uh, invitations, like paper products and stuff, but how her mind was so brilliant too in creating um, and how those relationships created some of my best sessions and then I talk about um, how to style creatively, and that is with like brands. I think um, working with boutique, local boutiques, or local brands, and really helping get their name out there. One will help obviously push your name out there, but it gives you this another another sense of creative freedom to work with brands because every brand wants to look differently. You know, you can always tell whenever I get an ad for Free People or I get an ad from Anthropology or whatever. I'm like, I can. I'm not really who that brand is just by the way that the photographer shooting the models and the way the clothes are. Right. So that is something you can help with the brand. And I, and again, create bringing your own creativity and kind of identify who you are and what they, I don't know. It's like free world of creativeness with a brand. I mean, you could do so much. So I recommend, um, working with brands that I talk about, I break that down and talk about that. And then I go into like, you know, 80% of our sessions are not overly stylized, but how you can still use your knowledge and what you've created before and bring that into your, I don't want to say basic, but your simple sessions, you know, the ones you are getting hired for on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you know, your families, I do want Christmas cards, but how to still be creative with those, even in the simplest forms.
0: I love it. I love that breakdown. It's definitely a course that's going in my back pocket just because (laughs) it's, it's good to have these resources, and this is one of those courses that you're going to get an immediate return on your investment because you're going to go out, you're going to put it together, and then you know, you're know you going to be able, from a non-commissioned shoot, be able to book a lot of yes. other clients, which that's actually one thing I have noticed is it's the styled shoots or the creative ones that end up booking you more clients than you just posting, hey, I have openings, ever will. Yep. So. Yeah. So
1: yeah, I I even put my free shoots the once a month on a prime day because I don't look at it as quote unquote free. I know that I'm going to get double the amount of bookings off of that shoot. So that shoot is creating commission. So I never look at it like, Oh, I'm shooting on a Friday and I'm not getting paid for this. Like that's doesn't cross my mind.
0: I love that. That's a really good perspective to have. And really to bring this whole interview full circle, going back to having those creative shoots for ourselves. How do you recommend someone who's never done that? What are a few key pieces? Like, how can they put this together? I guess like, can you give them some tangible action steps to go put a creative shoot together? Where do you get your ideas
1: from? Definitely. So, um, one, I never recommend, copying obviously um and pinterest gives so many great ideas but when you see a picture on pinterest or another photographer recognize like why you love that not not trying to like replicate it but like why do you love that do you love just the way that dress flows do you love the concept um of that's based on a movie or whatever it may be so finding like your why i hate that's like such a trendy statement but finding like why you like that and then that will kind of i think give you an avenue of direction to go and to create something um because you're going to be disappointed in yourself if you can't recreate what that picture that you saw on pinterest or instagram or wherever so don't ever look like i want to create that think of why you're drawn to that and then start with baby steps um so if it's what your eye is drawn to naturally was maybe the pose or was it the the props that were used or the wardrobe Like identify that and take that step. Okay. How can I obtain a wardrobe that gives me that same kind of feeling go thrifting, you know, or reach out to local boutiques. Can I rent that dress from you? You know, I used to do that in Oklahoma. I rented dresses from a bridal shop. As long as you rent them or get them dry cleaned or pay for their dry cleaning, whatever, they'll let you rent their dresses that are in their, their store. And you can just clip them, you know, however you need to the fit the bride or your model. So like, like those simple steps would be the first to do. Again, it's asking because um, you never know until you ask, right? And then finding out why you are inspired by that movie or inspired by an image or whatever it may be.
0: I love that. That's That was genius. And definitely that was another thing that you had said previously. Uh, don't just take another image and just try to copy the whole thing. Figure out, you know, is it maybe... The tones, the expression, the props, the clothing, the location. I mean, there's so many different elements. And so I think it's just a matter of researching and digging and figuring out why it stands out to us. So I think that's awesome. I have definitely taken on your advice of doing creative shoots. And honestly, ever since I have, I don't really get that burnout feeling anymore because, yes, and that's, I feel like that's huge because everybody knows what I'm talking about. That burnout at some point is an in, in, inevitable unless you do what you're saying, which is you've got to shoot for yourself and your creativity.
1: Yeah. I love Maybe it. Because I mean, if you think about like famous painters and stuff, um, I always use example. Like I don't really know my art <laughs> like that, but like, <laughs> like Picasso wasn't looking over at like Michelangelo's a painter, right? <laughs> he wasn't looking at like Michelangelo's like, canvas, like, Oh, Well, he made his model smile or whatever. And so like, what if like he had changed Mona Lisa's smile? Like, would, you know, it would all be screwed. Like art would never be the same, but he never looked over at somebody else's. Like he looked at his own was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make this weird smile on this (laughs) portrait. You know, (laughs) that's how I think we all should look at our work. Like, don't look at the left or to the right. Like, I like that. I'm going to do that. You know, that's the mission to create
0: yes, that's huge and and of course i'm I'm huge on again that whole movement of community over competition, but really, like allowing you can be inspired by uh, by other photographers, but also figure out like what lights you up and this is my favorite part of being a creative. not a single one of us are the same. There's things that you've shot that to me, I'm like I don't even relate to that era or something, you know, but I still love the image, but again, that spoke to you, and so as a creative, I feel like one thing you bring to the table is you bring a new fresh perspective to the industry and you go back to the heart of it. It's not just about, you know, doing things because everyone else is doing them or picking something that's trendy at the time. It's, you know, like what speaks to you, what lights you up and then what helps you stand out as a creative and honestly doing these creative shoots and learning how to style again, that speaks to our style is what will ultimately allow us to stand out. And I just think that's huge. Like that's probably one of the most important messages for us in today's
1: age. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why like, I really did want to push out the styling course because not that I don't love trends. I love trends. I love the fashion industry and giving us a direction to go in. I like love it. I appreciate it every year. I'm like, what's going to be new this year? What's going to be new this year? But if we all Are shooting the same thing, and we put our pictures side by side, like there's no individualism. And that was, I think, really starting to drive me crazy this past year. And I'm like, come on, guys, like pull it deeper out of you. (laughs) Let's like find something creative. And that's kind of what the styling course is about. Like, you have the permission to go and create how you want and how you feel, you know? So just dig a little deeper, just find out, like, yeah, your reasoning and. Um, just be inspired by more than just other photographers, follow interior designers, follow florists, buy file or follow like, I don't know, just other like industries and creativeness to really get like, you know, it all fired up inside of you.
0: Yes, totally agree. I love it. I think that was a very needed rant and rave right there. (laughs) Um, so Haley, how can people, first of all, get their hands on your styling course, but then also get connected to you
1: online? Awesome. So on my website, Haley Faria Photography, if you go under the photographer's tab, you'll see styling course and that will lead you to it. Um, I have my Instagram at Haley Faria and then I have a Facebook group artist with cameras.
0: I love it. Yes, guys, be sure to go get connected with Haley and find her in all those places and get your hands on this styling course, because if you were inspired even a little bit in this episode, that course is really going to break it all down for you and give you all the how-to that you need. So Haley, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm glad I finally got you. I can't wait to see you again and give you a hug. I know it's going to happen. It will. It will. All right, (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Bye, girl. If you haven't already and you are loving this podcast, would you take just a second and hit that subscribe button? This will automatically deliver new episodes to your phone every Thursday. And if you want to go above and beyond, I would love for you to leave an honest rating and review. This helps other photographers find the show and get the support they need. Thank you so much for listening and I'll meet you back here next week.